The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, good morning, good day. And um, so we're looking at the strategies for how we live our lives, the strategies for how to be with challenges. And there are healthy strategies and not so healthy strategies. And I'm using the example of the five hindrances for the not so healthy and the opposite of those hindrances for healthy strategies. And part of the significance of taking this point of view of strategies is that um, if we take the time to stop and ask ourselves a question, what is my strategy here? What is my approach? How am I trying to get what I want? How am I trying to take care of myself here? Just that pause and asking that question will maybe get you to see more clearly what you're doing habitually or unconsciously or unreflectively. And many times when there are challenges, uh, and if we're a little bit stressed in it or very stressed, that sometimes we're responding from kind of a gut reaction, instinctual reaction or neurotic reaction that we might have. And we're so involved in that reaction, we don't even know it. We, sometimes we, it's very easy to lose ourselves, lose our, our wisdom, our clarity, or kind of really be tracking what's going on. And then we say things we later regret, or we uh, run around in circles. And <clears throat> so just simply pausing and checking, asking this question is very significant. And then we can, a- answering that question for ourselves, we can say, well, maybe that's not the best way. And let's see if there's a better way. So the hindrance of today is uh, usually translated, or one way translated is restlessness and remorse. And uh, restlessness is a kind of agitation that is, can be very compelling. And um, <clears throat> they can come with a lot of uh, anxiety. It can come with a lot of rest, a lot of um, uh, force and power to keep us in its grip. And uh, and it's uh, often arises out of something we're thinking about, we're, we're, and we and the way that maybe we're having thoughts which are predicting danger or thoughts something that are challenging, and then how we relate to those thoughts is part of the where part of the power of restlessness arises and remorse too, and that because uh, and that is to we kind of squeeze the thoughts we kind of get close in, they become claustrophobic around them. And, uh, and that squeezing them, uh, you know, keeps them going. It kind of like just keeps flowing and flowing. And, um, and remorse is the same way. Remorse is, uh, in Latin means to chew again. And this rumination is chewing again, over and over again, of what we've done, what we regret, what we feel bad about. And again, the thinking has gotten close and constricted or tight or uh, in a way that feels uncomfortable. And that discomfort in how we think about these, uh, around our thoughts, uh, is part of the fuel that generates more restlessness and more remorse. 
And when we do things when we're restless or filled with remorse, um, we tend not to do them in beauty. Uh, we tend, it doesn't seem, it's not a source of, of uh, working from pleasure. It's very uncomfortable. And, um, and, and restlessness is not really a good strategy for dealing with, uh, with, uh, with challenges. It's almost like avoiding it. It's like running around in circles and being trapped and not knowing what to do and, and uh, just kind of spinning out. And uh, it's almost like the absence of a response. Uh, and, um, or if we do respond, it's just kind of uh, confused or, or impulsive or not really attentive to what's happening. If we get lost in remorse, we tend to shut down from a fuller picture of ourselves. We're, our whole definition of ourselves now defined by <clears throat> what we're remorseful about. And there's a narrowing. And we don't have access again to pleasure or to, or a sense of the beauty of how what what to do that's beautiful. Or so, <clears throat> the other uh, way of responding uh, that's healthy is um, to be. Oh, so I want to say it this way. So when there's restlessness and when there's remorse, there's a kind of energy or way that we're animated. Um, that um, where the energy for the activity is in the body that is off, that doesn't feel pleasant, doesn't feel enjoyable. It's maybe tight or hard or constricted or has pressure behind it, maybe pressure in certain parts of the body. There's a whole other way of being animated. There's a whole other way of where the energy comes from. So the energy is not agitated, restless, not constricted and tight like in remorse. And that is... um, a kind of energy that is, that we're we're leave we're not caught by the thoughts we're not squeezing them or caught up we kind of let go of the squeezing the preoccupation that attachment to thoughts being and and the animation comes from some place inside that um, feels wholesome that feels uh, like a home within us some place inside that has a kind of pleasantness to it a kind of pleasure, a kind of beauty to it, a kind of ease. And <clears throat> the, uh, uh, the restlessness and remorse is often, uh, we're very much often in the head, in the thoughts and the ideas. Uh, sometimes the restlessness can be purely physical, but then maybe it's not the hindrance of restlessness. It might be more just kind of overactivated something. But there is this other place source for something very profound about ourselves. It, there's a, another source for how we're animated. Uh, it's my way of saying where our vitality comes from. Where acti- so rather than being activated um, react- uh, by reactivity, uh, we, are, um, we are supported by a flow of vitality. We're supported by an upwelling of something that feels good. Even if we're taking care of something which is very challenging, a huge challenge that's maybe painful and it doesn't give us a sense of pleasure, the source of the energy, the animation where we're coming from, it comes from a place of home, it comes from a place of beauty, it comes from a place of maybe we would call it pleasant or enjoyable. And we don't sacrifice that 
to take care of things that are so terrible in the world, that are horrible in the world. Um, we don't, because things are terrible, um, if we pause to see where we're coming from inside, we say, well, maybe I can shift from the agitated, squeezing, tightening, tense place of restlessness and remorse and come from <clears throat> a place of, of, um, of flow, a place of, of, um, of upwelling, a place of, of um, maybe inspiration. And for instead of remorse, uh, get caught in remorse, when we've done something that we regret or feel bad about, um, is to the Buddhist approach is to learn from that, and then instead of remorse, to re- remorse is to re-engage, um, to go forward, uh, dedicated to doing better. And if we identify with something, we identify with the one who is trying to do better, not the one who did something uh, that was not good. <clears throat> and uh, and so, um, so one of the functions of meditation is not just to make us calm, but to make us more and more familiar with a place inside that uh, sometimes can feel like there's a lot of joy, sometimes it can feel very peaceful and at home, sometimes it can feel like there's beauty there inside, um, something that feels really right, a, a homeness, <clears throat> from which can flow out animating energy. We're not passive from that place, but the source of motivation from that place is very different than the sort of source of motivation when we're squeezed, when we're tense, when we're tight, when we're restless and filled with remorse. So as we learn to meditate, the idea is to begin appreciating this alternative source of how we can be animated. And, and we learn not to sacrifice it for the strong messages we get from our anxiety, our restlessness, our remorse, our regrets, our, the strong messages we get from the pain that comes from the second, third, and fourth arrows we shoot at ourselves that just makes things even more difficult to get trapped in. Some restlessness arises because we feel trapped by all these arrows we're swinging, we're, we're shooting. And so to take time to pause, to ask ourselves, what's the strategy here? Where's my source of activation, source of energy, vitality coming from? Am I activated? That word in English usually means reactivated. It's kind of like <clears throat> activated in a not healthy way, triggered. Or am I, <clears throat> am I um, inspired? Am I awry- Is it flowing for me? Is it, am I responding from some depth inside? So to pause to ask that question. And if we've been meditating for a while and doing this kind of foundation, all the foundations that I'm talking about in this, these weeks about how to work with challenges, maybe it's reasonable to begin asking that question uh, and to begin switching over to uh, being that way that's beautiful, being that way that maybe is closer to the place of pleasure, enjoyment, or at-homeness that we have here.
This human life of ours is very important and it's well worth and appropriate for us to begin discovering a different place from which we're animated. It's kind of like from the different source within from which we live, the healthy place, and to be able to distinguish that from the unhealthy places that we respond and react to the world. And the world is a better place if you can come from this deeper source, come from a place of beauty and come from a place of, of ease and at homeness. It's not selfish to do this. It's actually a contribution to the world. We don't contribute to the world by worrying. We don't contribute to the world by being angry and hostile. We don't compl- uh, contribute to the world by diminishing our value, by, by living under the weight of, you know, I'm a terrible person. We contribute to the world by putting all that aside enough seeing if we can find that very natural place within its nature to have this upwelling place, the upwelling source from deep inside that has a flow to it, has a joy to it, has a pleasure to it. And whatever pleasure we can feel is healing. So if you're going through a big challenge, pause And if you have that situation allows for it, go and do something enjoyable. Don't stay in the middle of the challenge and kind of feel trapped or feel like just kind of like it's spinning out and more and more. After, if you've been in in a challenging place psychologically, emotionally for some time, go find something to do that's pleasant. Go find uh, someone's pet that you can pet with or and go, go do something that brings you a sense of pleasure. Do an activity that brings you pleasure. You know, maybe cleaning or cooking or going for a walk. Pleasure is one of the great medicines. It can be one of the great escapes and avoidance mechanisms, and that's what, you know, the pleasure of addiction does. Um, but hopefully it's not that kind of pleasure you do. You find healthy pleasures that you, you can do when you feel over-challenged by situations. Try not to stay stuck. Try to engage, engage your vitality, your energy, your capacity to do things, to go find the healthy pleasures. And then come back and address the challenge from a different place. <clears throat> so, thank you. And uh, I hope that today you can spend some time exploring um, where your a- where your vitality is flowing from, where how you're animated, and is it coming from a healthy place or not such an inspiring place? So, thank you.